All right, well, welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like The Office, but gets you drunk with the feelings of watching it for the very first time. Here we are on, uh, it's, uh, we're talking about everything Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers. I am AJ. I'm BJ. And I am Nick. And uh, on today's episode, it's our very first episode that we're going to be doing, and so we thought, thought it was only natural that we talk about the very first episodes that we've ever seen of The Office. I think that's about the best way to get to know us. Maybe, like, why are we even doing this podcast? You know, like, why do we have the audacity to line up and say, yeah, we're an authority? I don't know. It's certainly not all our trivia hardware we've got sitting in cabinets at home. That's right. I I keep them on a shelf above my bed, actually. (laughs) So So every episode, we plan on getting one of our listeners' fan theories involved to start up uh, each and every episode. So who do we have today? BJ. Uh, Our very first uh, submission on fan theory comes from Dr. Marcus Noyes. Doctor. A doctor. Yep. So next time you're getting your eyes checked, just know that they are probably not focusing on your eyes, but just thinking about the office. (laughs) These are real people. (laughs) These are real people with real questions and real theories. And this is something that was on his mind. So he had a pretty deep submission here for our very first uh, fan theory. And he sent me, um, what if the reason for the documentary started was in response to Michael's boss committing suicide. And the whole reason they're doing the show is how classic American office jobs impacts everyday people's mental health. Okay. So, so Michael's boss, meaning Mifflin Mifflin, I would assume Mifflin Mifflin, Robert, the co-founder of the company commits suicide. And his theory is that's what maybe drew the documentary crew over to do this so now the original theory and derived from the uk office is that it's basically a failing paper company um and they're like documenting the end of it right um yes marcus is saying the doc the good doctor is letting us know that (laughs) he thinks that in actuality it was simply about the wear and tear and after Robert Mifflin committed suicide. It would be an interesting documentary, I guess, oh if it God. was really the whole point was a mental health, you know, awareness. That's pretty deep. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it certainly digs a little bit more into some of the emotional aspects that they got into yeah. with the show that would make a little bit more sense than you would with just, I don't know, your standard front of the mill office documentary. Yeah. yeah. Well, you ask your, you know, ask yourself the question, why? Why, if this was a real, you know, documentary, why, yeah. why were they chosen? Like why this yeah. little paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania was chosen to to have a you know a film crew come in for nine years you mm-hmm. know and record um, to start and maybe what kept them there was the the shenanigans that went on in the office but what even started it what got them there on episode one yeah no that's that's a deep deep theory that might be a like an episode worthy like yeah. theory that we to, could really to dig compl- into yeah that you could really fully de- dig into so. Yeah, yeah. Robert Mifflin's suicide was the catalyst <laughs> for The Office. <laughs> wow. Okay, so big big theories coming out swinging here. Well, something good came out of it. Oh, at least, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, this podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. I wonder what the timeline there for that was. I mean, how, how long ago did he? Did he off himself? Uh, well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that's where we we need some time to dig into it a yeah. little bit and and kind of like take 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 time because you know we get we get the little bit from Dunder. Yeah, at the, that yeah. one episode, it's like uh, that he comes in when uh, they're talking about ageism and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody, including us, maybe spaced out a little bit yeah. during that. So he starts talking about the Rotary the Club. Ro- and, Ro- <laughs> him and Mifflin were both they were tall, tall, tall guys. They were tall, tall guys. guys. His, his wife's name was oh, what was it? But Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, well, right on. Well, I think that's a that's a damn solid theory uh, to get us going, and I think we might have to take a little bit more time to dive into that. Yeah, that was uh, deep in a deep dive of an episode, man. <laughs> There's not enough time. We have to move on. So, 
The only place we could go, um, the show is called Scotch and Splenda, okay? So before we get into the sweet, sweet treat of the conversation we're going to have of our topic, we got to have a little bit of the warm nippers to get us going. BJ? All right. So Scotch and Splenda. So today we are uh, going to just sip on a nice bourbon here. Oh, my God. It is called Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorite whiskeys. What they do is they take the barrels from Jefferson's, the distillery, and they put it on a boat. And that boat sails to 25 ports, touches five continents, and crosses the equator two times. Good God. And so while it's on the boat, the sloshing and the the natural sea and sea salt air kind of adds to the adds to the flavor profile. It's a if you had to describe it in one uh, one sip, I guess I would say uh, salted caramel. And salted just, caramel, and it's a uh, it's it's pretty tasty stuff. If I had to if I had to describe it just from your story, I, I would have to say extra. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> extra. <laughs> Why didn't they just take it from port? You know, a more direct line, it sailing around the Horn of Africa. Or something? Yep, yep. All right, fine. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right, take a sip. Oh, sipskis, huh? Clinky, clinky. Come on, come, come on. on, come on. <laughs> wow, I'm not a whiskey person. I, I, You're trying. I'm trying. Come I want to be as cool as you guys. You got to open the palate <laughs> and a little bit. That's yeah. all I can think of is like, is, try. Is, do you have any ice? <laughs> <laughs> Some Splenda? <laughs> Splenda, Make <a> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you got that lip pucker yeah, purse? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah. uh, well, cool. Well, yeah. thanks for bringing it in, man. That'll keep yeah. us warm and going. It's, uh, it's getting a little chill in the air. Yeah. We're uh, recording just now before Christmas. Uh, in 2021, so if there's ever been a time to start a podcast, it's right freaking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on. All right, let's get to the meat of this I episode. What are we I here to do? I think it's time, man. Uh, we're here to do it. We, like we told you beforehand, we're here to do uh, for our very first episode of Scotch and Splenda, an office podcast that we are going to be doing uh, our very first episodes that ever got us into the office, that we ever experienced the office. And after having kind of some pre preliminary discussion on this, they're all very different places <laughs> yep. and different time frames of like when we really started. So let's start with Nick. You give us your first episode and inclination of, of like getting into the office. Well, yeah. Tell us absolutely. your journey, man. How did you fall in love your with the journey. office? Tell us your journey. So I fell in love like many women through the years yes. with Date Mike. <laughs> uh, so. Nice I, to uh, meet me. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet me. How do you like your eggs? In the <laughs> that quivering yeah. uh, like wing. Like, the fucking do Samuel L. Jackson Kangle Kangle. calf. <laughs> yeah. No, so I uh, I didn't get into the office oh, until I was man. in college. Um, so I am 29 A late bloomer. Nine oh, almost. Wow. My whole life. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they've been telling me my whole life. My whole life. <laughs> But no, I didn't really get into the office until uh, I was in college, and so I was catching, um, you know, reruns on TBS, or I was catching it on Netflix or whatever. And I remember one of the first episodes I ever caught was one of my roommates was watching it on Netflix when we came Walton, and when it was still on Netflix. Yeah, rip. Yeah, rip in peace. <laughs> rip in peace. <laughs> and it was uh, it was happy hour, so it's when they're going out. So it's Oscar is trying to sort of fabricate this situation to where he can um, go out in a more social environment with Matt, the other gay guy at, at Dunder work. Mifflin, like, yeah. the only yeah. other gay yeah. guy at work yeah. uh, who works in the warehouse, and so. Oscar goes around and approaches people and hey, let's go out for you yes. know we haven't done in forever happy hour. Have we, we ever done out. that? Have we ever done that? <laughs> ever? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, yeah. And so that's sort of your premise of the episode, and then it's just uh, you know the shenanigans that ensue after that. So it is uh, one of the things that I enjoy about it, even now looking back after you know two dozen watch throughs of the series is that it is one of the few episodes that takes place outside of the office for the majority of it, which is a lot of fun. Um, but you start with a lot of fun stuff. Like in that episode, you get the cold open that starts with, uh, Michael doing pushups. Yes. He yes. 25 pushups. No, I did one more 25 and one girl. One push-up. girl push-up. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes around and challenges everybody around the office to see if 
they can do more than that and yeah nobody wants to do it and then he offers the incentive of whoever can beat that can go home yes and everybody starts it. everybody goes in and then you get the i say dance they say how high yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so it's such a good episode fun yeah. fun uh fun little question a lot, of, a lot uh, of fun stuff how many how many uh push-ups did jim do did you guys do you guys know uh 14? 19. 19. 19. Yeah. He had a hard workout this morning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then you see Stanley in full suit. Yeah. Just going yeah. He's just straining through at like 11 and just <laughs> continues to push through the entire way. Yeah. He gets to it and Michael's like, come on, Stanley. Come on, Stanley. Yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar has like, what we have here is essentially. Is essentially what the mom saving yeah, her kids baby situation. <laughs> feet of human willpower. Well, it's not fair. He's got all that him. weight pushing him down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I love, I love how like by the end of it, Michael's like he's annoyed, but then by the end, he is cheering for Stanley. He's well, like, he's going around and he's like DQing people left yeah. and right. He's like he's like pushing Oscar. He's like your butt is too high, disqualified. Yeah. Angela disqualified. Creed disqualified. He's oh come sitting, on! Yeah, he's, he's just fucking sitting at his desk. He's just sitting at his desk doing nothing. Oh come on! Oh come on! Uh, so yeah, great cold open. Yeah. So a couple fun facts about that episode. Hit me. I love that episode, but that was the lowest rated episode of that season. Oh my god! Are so, you serious? Yeah, which is just. Well, it is the highest-rated episode in my heart. See, that. okay, <laughs> that may not be true. I've not evaluated. I mean, season. date Mike. That is of all of Michael's, you know, personas, and we'll 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 talk about them all. I'm sure in detail. Yeah, yeah. that has got to be, you know, top two. I I think it's up. Maybe there. only beaten by Prison Mike. Prison Mike and and Date Mike are some amazing Michael yeah. personas. And and again, I think that's going to be a, a, a fun episode when we get to dive into all the Michael personas. Yeah. Uh, hearing them all in uh in episodes as they come up but i i think there that might be a worthwhile episode too mm-hmm. it is it is fun when they go so like oscar's going around and approaching everybody and he tries to ask jim and jim is like oh i don't know pam i think is probably going to want a night in with the baby and he's like right. this baby is great she gets me out of everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they call also, pam and also she, I, I love her <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they call pam he's like no way call her and he's like, all right, gets her on the phone. She's like, oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, we yeah. can go out. I haven't seen Stanley in forever. Oh, and Creed. Hi. Kevin and Creed. And like yeah. everybody. Just so fucking hyped. And he's like, well, that backfired. <laughs> that episode was written by BJ Novak. Just had to look that up. Was it I really? Know who, I want to know who wrote nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Well, he's a pretty he's, he was a pretty prolific writer throughout the whole kind oh, of series. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, you could go back. He's got a great track record. But I'm trying to think of that episode. How much is, you know... How much is Ryan in that episode? Is he uh, not much? It's yeah. like him and him and Kelly doing the dance dance revolution. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. At one point, he's like, "Guys, one second. We're trying to concentrate. Guys, one second. Yeah. <laughs> and then they and then they crash on it. He's yeah. Like, oh. I think that's. I think it's kind of interesting. You know, as a writer and an actor, yeah. you write an episode, but you don't write yourself in it. Like as a as a big part. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so many of the cast are writers that I'm sure we'll cover as as we go along and everything, but. So many of them, Mindy Kaling, oh, yeah. uh, another she was in major a ton of them. and uh, major writer, but also uh, you know actress in in the show as Kelly. So yeah, yeah. Who played the the bar the bar lady? Michael's love interest. Oh, oh I couldn't tell you who the actress is. Yeah. I know that her name is Donna. 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 Uh, Amy Pietz. Just looked it up. Amy Pietz. Okay. Pietz. 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 Amy Pietz. Pietz. She's great. I mean, she is good. She's she in. has a Pilates butt. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a Pilates butt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you get. So that's sort of like. I guess we're just doing sort of a quick summary of the episode. Yeah. So that's kind of where you meet her. She's the the manager of the of the of Sid, Sid and Dexter's, Dexter's, which is sort of your <laughs> your knockoff uh, David <laughs> Buster. <Buster's. laughs> and so it's your it's your barcade with all your fun games, etc. And so she works go, an adult arcade. <laughs> <laughs> What's your drink? Grenadine. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So that's uh, that's that's a perfect. Shut up. Uh, you shut up. You yeah. shut up. <laughs> it's gonna make you want to go out and buy a Chrysler. I own a Chrysler. <laughs> shut up. You <laughs> shut up. Shut up. It's so aggressive. I have it written in my notes. Aggressive. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like. 
the uh, that whole conversation is is phenomenal. I think it's also we find out about Michael writing a book. Yeah, yeah. He's like it's, somehow it's, I it's manage. Yeah. Somehow I manage, and yeah. it's got me shrugging on the cover with my sleeves <laughs> rolled up. <laughs> Have you read read Lee Iacocca's book? Like, <laughs> Do I read it? I own it. Well, no, I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not read it. So, to right tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she yeah. so she like confronts Michael. Michael is doing his date mic thing and he's got a, a pool cue that he's pretending to do a guitar and he's like walking on his knees on the pool oh, table yeah. and so she comes up and she's like, Do you wanna pay four hundred bucks to refill that table? Oh. And then tries to kick him out. Yeah, yeah. And then he she goes can tell to him on a date. <laughs> yeah. Like it excuses yeah. him for just yeah. being an ass. <laughs> Well, and then she's got like she like calls over the bouncer. She's like, "Dave, are we having fun?" He's like, "You told on me." It was so uncool. Yeah. <laughs> like tries to confront her about it. But, yeah. Okay, so, I do have a theory on this episode. Hit me. Oh, nice. Okay, talk to me, Goose. So, Pam brings her friend. Yep. To set up with Michael. Julie. 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 Yes. Yes. I truly think if Michael didn't go date Mike, and just was just normal Michael, yeah, that those two would ended up being married. Totally. Like, I think they, they definitely hit it off. They yeah. were perfect for each other. Yeah. What a, <sighs> I know. What a great opportunity for Michael to have a relationship and like build off of that. And and it, I I do love how the writing just absolutely torpedoed it yep. with Date Mike. But at the same yes. time, you're like, it's like this is like I really felt like she was going to become a character. Yeah. Like I oh, thought yeah. she was yeah, that yeah. good. Yeah. Um and they had such a good like she laughed at everything, you know, yeah, and Michael's yeah. always trying to make people laugh and yeah. like they would have just fallen in love with each other. Exactly. I think yeah. they would have ended up married. You know, I would root for them. I might be Team Julie over Team Holly. Team I don't Julie know. Over, well, I mean, first so, controversial opinion. Please light us up on Twitter. It, yeah. <laughs> it begs the question, yeah. what if what if Michael had met Holly as date Mike? Oh, oh my god. Right? So, yeah, cuz then it makes you wonder like why was he not date Mike yeah, on, their first, on their first date? See, this is where we're going to get so into the weeds with this. That's the, that's the beauty of this, yes, though. Yeah, and so yeah. And, these but, are the sort of what ifs that we're going to go over. Exactly, to. like we're we're just full of theories, full of what ifs. If you've watched The Office as much as we have, if you continue to watch The Office, I suppose, then that that is that is one of the biggest things is you just constantly rabbit hole yourself with all these theories and i think that's a perfect one what if he stuck with julie what if they had multiple dates when leads to if they kept going on date that he wouldn't have turned into date mike he wouldn't have met uh donna yeah right right. he wouldn't have gone through that whole thing and he wouldn't have become the other woman what if if the kango cap was in his dry cleaning with his levi's that yeah so yeah (laughs) what if he didn't have it he couldn't have been date mike (laughs) Yeah, uh, I love one of my I love favorite, that. One of my favorite parts of Date Mike is when he comes in and just immediately waltzes up to the table and hits a ball and just launches it off the yeah. fucking table yeah. and then just does this fucking Al Pacino. <laughs> 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 He's like, Can I talk to you for a minute. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a big uh, Andy Aaron episode too, wasn't it? it yeah. Was. yeah. I don't want the drama. <laughs> the drama. He's just creating it himself. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Big. Big. Uh, and again, another relationship that just got torpedoed later on. Yeah. Um, Season nine, Andy. Oh Oof. God. Ugh. Woof. God. Woof. Woof. Dot com. Uh, that I, dude. I dread the day that we come across <laughs> that episode. <laughs> But if, yeah. can can one of our what ifs be what if Andy was lost at sea? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> can that just be one of our what if? Episodes? That sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but there's we'll, there's we'll a ton a of good episode for sure. Yeah, there's a ton of good stuff in that. There's one that there's the line in that that I feel like you and I reference frequently, which is where Jim is asking Michael. He's like. Yeah, and we need a fourth for pool. He goes, sucks to be you. <laughs> would you like to be our fourth? That would be sublime. <laughs> He's just very taken aback. He's never been invited to do this no, kind of stuff. Never. To be the fourth person uh, to, to, to co- complete a team. You know what I mean? And his, he's so ecstatic. Yeah. He just has to control himself. He's yeah. thrilled to be a part of the whole thing. Like when they ask him, hey, when Andy asks him at the office, hey, a bunch of us are going out for... For drinks at Sid and Dexter's, and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, it is quitting time. It's like eleven a.m. 
He's like, we we actually went after work. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to get a head count. <laughs> okay. So here's Lock a question. Here's yeah. a question. Hit me. Why is Ryan and Kelly so fucking good at Dance Dance Revolution? Crazy. And what is going on in their lives that they are just actively playing that game? Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's well established later on that Ryan has a little bit of a cocaine problem. And I don't and I don't know when that started, but he sure has the energy of someone with a cocaine yeah. problem playing this game. Fair enough. Yeah, but right. This is one of the few instances in this episode where you actually see like a more emotionally supportive Ryan, which is really strange, because he's like, "Yeah, if we save our tickets, we can get more than a sticker this time." And she's like, "Don't tell me how to spend my tickets." He's like, "I know, you just wanted the big thing." And then he's like comforting Kelly as yeah. they're walking out, and she's crying and hiccup like, crying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the weird few times you see Mike. Or uh, Ryan as sort of the like emotionally supportive boyfriend, which right. is yeah. really weird. Kind to of a see. strange vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. The uh, the path of Ryan. That'll be a whole series. Oh, probably. That'll be a fun <laughs> Ryan's path. Ryan's path. He, he turns from the I most have, normal person. I have a a very simple theory on Ryan, but I think I want to save it for another time when we really get to focus okay. in on him. Okay. 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 Later episode. Later on down the line. So we're so. just cool with them having like a dance dance revolution I machine mean, at home. And I just they, really, they, 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 they have the pads at home. They have yeah, the, the PS two, yeah. and it's all hooked up on the. The shitty CRT tube TV yeah. at home. And He's probably like, go. it's the only time I can get Kelly to just shut up. Is yeah. When she's, yeah, when she's <laughs> dancing. dancing. I can get her out of breath and she doesn't <laughs> talk as much. <laughs> just need the song every time we touch on repeat until <laughs> she goes to bed. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a bunch of fun stuff in that episode. Hide telling his story. The life of Hide. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. my God, yeah. Also Another excellent. amazing one. Yeah, you get, it's uh, Isabel shows up, Pam's friend from the wedding that's super into Dwight. And they oh, have yeah. the. That's probably my. That's well, that's great theory of mine. One of my one of my favorite uses of the censored fuck in the show, which is where <laughs> Angela is just behind Dwight and he turns. He's like, fuck. <laughs> 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 that's that has been memed i don't know how many thousands of times it's such a good template gets used all the time great little whack-a-mole action on her yeah it was uh yeah what's a okay what's her name the the gal isabel isabel Isabel. yeah that would be another i mean what if i know but it's like i'm team isabel over angela oh 100 way more compatible way better (laughs) he even goes through the list yeah he's he's like height advantage isabel birthing hips isabel he's like i want a big family i could see myself enjoying that no big thick big family big family family. yeah yeah she's the best yeah like the wedding episode with well i mean that's how they meet obviously is jim pim's wedding and it's it's just she's great I wish Team Isabel. I wish that would have happened because I would have loved to see Dwight meet her family, her brothers, who's two two Marines and a cop. Yeah, and he just gets along phenomenally Mm -hmm. with all of them. See, this is I (laughs) talk about hunting and guns. Yeah, this is where I feel like Dwight would not get along well at all because Dwight is your volunteer Lackawanna County Sheriff's (laughs) deputy, and I feel like he would be trying to insert his. His empathy to their authority and oh, yeah. and day jobs, and they'd be like, Dude, "Like you're a volunteer, though." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dwight, Dwight would be the guy. Like they're going for their free breakfast on Veterans Day or something. Yeah. And Dwight would want to go with <laughs> as a volunteer <laughs> sheriff, and oh, they would God. be so pissed. <laughs> like you've done no real service. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, well, well, I have a uniform. I have you. Yeah, I got a badge. Yep. <laughs> it's like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was my first exposure to the office was Happy Hour. Happy Hour was my was my uh, first episode. Man. That's good. And late, then I was like, rumor, I was like, but, yeah. this is hilarious. I don't know a hundred percent what's going on with all of this, but like this is super funny. And so then we got into watching. I started watching it from the beginning. You sort of bear through the first couple episodes of season one, yeah. and then you get really into it, and then it's just my favorite show from there on out yeah everyone knows like when you're telling someone who doesn't watch the office 
that you kind of got to just get through season one. And then, yeah, and then as a true. fan, when you become a fan, then you like season one. Yeah. yeah. You know? There's stuff that you but go back that you look for in that that you're going to enjoy a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah. Appreciate it for what it was. Right. You know, right, kinda, right. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend, the first time she watched, she could not watch season one, Michael. Oh, gosh. Too cringy. The like, fucking just hair made her plugs, skin oh, crawl. Yeah. yeah. The pleated pants yeah. oh, and God. like the big shirt and yeah. ties. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Ooh, season one, Michael. Ooh, I love that. I'm writing that one down for yeah. later. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> all the cringe. Uh, all right, happy well, hour. Wow, yeah. good episode. God, good yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Late, yeah. late, late in the late in the seasons, late in the show. But uh, yeah, so that's we have, awesome. We have some different dynamics here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty early. You know, maybe not quite as early as AJ, but but okay. pretty early. But so my. My very first episode was I watched it live on on NBC when it aired, mm-hmm. and it was season two, episode twelve, the injury, the injury, oh, the injury. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was, and I I will never forget it because I was in my parents' basement. I was fifteen years old, oh. and I watched it with my older brother who had only seen one episode prior, um, but told me it was funny. But he was convinced it was a real documentary. Like, and told wait, me that. Wait, wait. And he, he was? He was. He was actually convinced. Oh, 100%. Like, he's like, this is, there's a oh new documentary my, my friends are watching. I watched last week. It's actually pretty funny. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a big documentary guy. Whatever. Oh, my and he's God. Like, he's like, no, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. I'm like, all right. I sat down and I'm watching it. I'm like, there's no way this is a documentary. Like this, I'm like, you know, I'm, and he was convinced. And, and you got to be kidding. And, but him and I did share a love for The Office. Obviously, you know, he realized. You know, it wasn't okay. <laughs> eventually. Okay. How long did it take him, though? I, that's, I feel like that's the burning question. How many yeah, fucking episodes you know, did it take? <laughs> has he been? I hope he hadn't been watching through up into that point, thinking it was a documentary. No, he had only seen one episode. Oh, okay, okay. And, okay. And, and, yeah, that's right. You had said that. I don't know if his friends told, just were like screwing with him and said, "Oh it was my a god, documentary. you should have kept that going for yeah, the long time." Oh, and yeah. so, so my my first episode was the injury, and to this day is still definitely a top five episode of all time for the office for me i love Uh, that episode the injury yes okay so roll us through okay so okay so everyone's obviously seen the injury it's a fantastic episode um it is kind of a it's a good episode to watch if it's your first one too because it's kind of a standalone comedy Mm. um in the sense that it doesn't like move the pam and jim love story along at all like there's no pam and jim love interest in that yeah even though the episode prior to that was booze cruise which was like super super pam and jim Jim. pam so you didn't need to know about like the jim and pam thing really going into it um just sit down and watch just comedy gold but basically obviously the episode starts and um, michael (laughs) has burned his foot on a george (laughs) foreman grill (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's calling the office. You burned your foot on a foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> and he is calling the office because he needs he needs help. He needs to be rescued because he needs to come to work. He wants to come to work, right? So the only one willing to come get him, obviously, is Dwight. Is Assistant to Dwight. the regional manager, Dwight. Yeah. And in uh, yeah. <laughs> route to get him, right? Part <laughs> the parking lot, Dwight crashes. Gets out of the car, throws up. Uh, you find out later in the episode he had a concussion. Um, and then Michael comes in and he is just the worst patient of all time. Like just, <laughs> just such a over guy. the top patient. Um, and watching it, you know, I remember I didn't understand like Dwight's role in the episode because it was the most non Dwight Dwight episode. Okay. You know, he had the concussion, him and yeah. Pam are getting yeah. along. He's super cool. Like, right. He's like, he is basically Jim of that episode. So I didn't understand Dwight when I, cause then the next episode I, I watched, I'm like, this guy's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but in that episode, he's a totally different Dwight. So it's kind of like a weird entry episode in that sense where, you know, a main character is is not acting like himself at all. You know, he, yeah. he him and Pam are friends. He helps her with the prism duo sport. Yeah. And uh, sensing you know, a theme here. Yeah. yeah. Characters not acting like their normal selves in our first episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Um, but no, it's a, it's a great um, the original title of the episode was supposed to be My Grilled Foot. My Grilled Foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they named it. Oh <laughs> changed to the in- injury. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know, uh, I thought uh, I listened to the you know great podcast also to listen to if you're a big Office fan is the Office Ladies. Oh, and, sure. And they get sure. some of the details that you wouldn't be able to get unless you were kind of on there. And I listened to their episode of this and... You know, one thing I took away that I love was that that Rain Wilson had to hold in his mouth a whole 
can of potato soup for the throw up. <laughs> for the throw up. It was potato soup. It was soup. potatoes warm potato soup. Gross. And, and it was uh, it was his idea to to, to barf it over the, the window instead of just down. Um, <laughs> he made and, the active decision to to throw it yeah. over the back of that Camaro. <laughs> uh, you know, just think about warm, warm potato soup. Oh, it's a mouthful of it. Ew. Yeah. Uh that was uh, another good episode. You get to meet uh Billy. Billy Merchant, Billy Merchant, yep. Merchant, who was named oh, after uh, the character was named as a uh, tip of the hat to Stephen Merchant, who was a oh yeah a, a writer and yeah. you know creator of the original yeah um, and producer UK of this office. one yep of, of, yep yeah, yeah producer so it was kind of a tip of the hat to him he's a super funny fella oh yeah uh, Marcus York uh, played him and I mean there is just so much in this episode when <laughs> when he's when he's like pulls the conference room meeting and yeah and he's trying to bring billy in thinking that they're going to relate together because they're both handicapped yeah and billy says, let me stop unquote. you right there and leave and leave <laughs> <laughs> you know me and you are not so different yeah. <laughs> like when i grilled my foot on that foreman grill let me just stop you right there. That is fucking. Oh man, it's very funny. Why Jim do you have does time? the all walk you out, or is yeah. it Jim or Pan that walks him out at the Jim, elevator? Jim, he's yeah. talking to, him. and yeah. he's like, "What's that guy's deal?" And you're like, "You know, I'm not really sure. We've been trying to figure it out for years." No, not Michael, the moon faced kid that crashed his car into the telephone pole. <laughs> Looks like he's got a concussion. <laughs> the moon faced kid. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, I love it. <laughs> and then the pictures on the wall are just great. Oh, He's yeah. got Tom Hanks up there twice. <laughs> Why are we reusing the big photo? <laughs> yeah, that's from a different. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, you reused the photo. He's like uh, Philadelphia, and what was the other one that he said that? Uh, in, well, Philadelphia and then big. He's because yeah. he yeah. talks about. He, yeah. he says. We transformed into a kid overnight. Still a still a still, still a disease handicap. or yeah. handicap or something. Yeah. Still works. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Um, the the injury. I just I love how how big of a child he is in this, and like he he just sets up shop in the conference room. They yeah. pull the couch from the reception, and like yep. he's he's got a. A, a bed cover he's got like a duvet or whatever in yeah. there a comforter he's just hanging out and he just keeps begging people for for attention and he's just well, oh, poor man. fucking ryan he's like he's oh. got ryan running errands all over the place and for yams like, yeah he's like, yams at a gas station. he's like did they, not, <laughs> did they not have yams no surprisingly the gas station in carbondale did not have fresh yams yeah. <laughs> it's like okay so i do have a little theory about that of like okay. a, a con- continuity theory that originally he was going to boston market or something what was he i think yeah and, yeah. and he he picked up he picked him up three whole chickens of full of dark meat yep and yep. he got he's like they didn't have yams so i got you cream spinach yeah. And he's like, they didn't have yams. He's like, well, the one in Carbondale always has, it, it always has yams. And he says, he's like, well, he's like, fine, I'll just deal with it. And so then I feel like he sent Ryan out again to another place. And he's like, he said, check if they have yams at this gas station <laughs> while you're there, while you're doing whatever you're doing. It's like, of course they don't have fucking yams. There. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, no, of course they don't have yams. But he's playing it up with Michael's like, no, I can't believe they didn't have those fresh yeah. yams. Isn't that? He's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so what do you think Michael was like as a kid when he had like a cold? Terrible. Just the a nightmare. Word, right? Oh, I feel so bad for his stepdad, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> he falls in love with this lady and he's just got a terror of a kid named michael <laughs> who wears suits and wears suits wants a hundred kids so that he can have a hundred friends yeah. and nobody can say no to being his friend yeah, yeah. oh yeah. man yeah that's Big a good yikes. question yeah oh, there was man. uh there were some fan theories that got got myth busted that it wasn't his real foot up on the table oh. when he's in the and they uh they did bust that. It was actually Steve Carell's foot. Because he is with, sitting very awkwardly. He's sitting weird. It is weird, the position he's sitting in, but it is actually Steve's foot. It's his real so foot. You can let that one go if that's the, a theory. They've got the grill marks painted on and stuff. Yeah. It's so good. His, and his his explanation, I guess, for those who maybe aren't super familiar with it or don't remember is, is what, BJ, about the bacon? 
Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't have a butler, so I have to do it myself. But uh, sue me. I like to wake up the smell of crackling bacon. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so I, every morning I set my alarm. I put six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. I go back to sleep. I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. Today, I stepped off my bed and I clamped my foot down on the grill. I don't, I don't know what's so strange about, about that. that. So, so there's there's fun uh, Easter eggs with stuff like that, like later on in the dinner party episode, oh, yep, right? Yep. Oh, when, yeah. they're, when they're doing the when they're doing the tour of the house and they get up to the bedroom and the focal point is all on the camera on the tripod, obviously, which is so awkward. But as Jan is like folding that up and laying it down on the bed, in the background on top of a chair, just like a kitchen chair in the bedroom, is a fucking George Foreman. <laughs> God, what a great <laughs> nod. It's so genius. <laughs> which then leads you into like the how does Jan handle Michael needing to do the bacon yeah. thing every morning? <laughs> well, and if you think about it, it wasn't really next to where he sleeps. It's not next he's got to sleep. <laughs> he's got to sleep on the... He sleeps on like the food... Uh, yeah, the weird the, little bed yeah, extension. Bench thing. Bench. Yeah, it's like the bench. <laughs> oh, he no. curls up. He's very flexible. He, he fits yeah. perfectly. <laughs> he fits perfectly. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking about this too, the whole bacon thing, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this, and I... I, I no, everybody glosses over the fact that Michael sets bacon out the night the before. Night before. <laughs> yeah. It sits out at room it temp sits out all at room night. Temp all night. All night on Is a George Foreman grill. There's no way that's food safe, man. <laughs> like, that is the most, that might be part of the most disturbing part of this, that he lays it out the whole night before. <laughs> Can we also address the fact that Michael is eating 42 strips of bacon a week? A week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and, how much is he going through? Well, we we do know that he's he's uh, he's low carb or keto. Yeah, he's keto because yeah. like oh, you got to watch those carbs. Yeah, watch those carbs. <laughs> yeah. So he's running around the office with pants off, do whatever. I don't. Yeah, like yeah. it's funny how Steve Carell's like fitness like got into get, got incorporated into the character yeah. because as we saw like with season one into even season two, he is a drastically different person. Oh yeah, he, and he's yeah, yeah. obviously in much better shape. And the, you even have like the points of like where they're almost kind of poking fun at him, where he comes in, he's going to go to the the corporate party in New York, but he's got that shirt on. It's a European yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like yes, it's too tight it's yeah. like damn it steve like yeah. how much weight can i lose yeah. <laughs> in two hours? So he's, what did you eat today it's like well i had a bagel it's like you had carbs <laughs> you can hear kelly in that thing <laughs> you have carbs you can't eat carbs and expect to lose like <laughs> i just love how it always comes back around like little bits i like him eating six six times of 42 strips of bacon just, and let's just think about that 42 times 52 weeks a year he eats roughly 2,000 strips of bacon a year god I'm what jealous. is it what is his bacon budget man tonight i am laying out six strips of bacon on a george Foreman grill tonight i'm gonna do tonight, it i'm gonna give gonna it a shot it. to the point of food safety i don't know how much we can hold michael scott to that considering when he's yeah. doing the the burgers or the steaks or whatever for the warehouse crew later yeah, on. He's don't worry, he got all the foot off. Yeah, he's grilling them on the same fucking Foreman grill he grilled oh, his gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, holy crap, man. So it was, that was a good, uh, not Jim and Pam episode. Obviously, we mentioned that, but it was a good Dwight and Angela episode. It was a good episode. Because oh, you yeah. could see how concerned Angela was, and you kind of learned, you That's know, so point. even me, first-time watcher, like I knew they had something going on, and then there's the epic scene in the... Uh, the break room right. where he slaps her butt. Yeah. Yeah. Gives her the old tappy. Yeah. Very, very out, out of uh, character for their, yep. for yeah. their roles. You know, uh, she's it, like, Hey, you're, you're sweeter than candy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, very, very like, PDA. Yeah. like yeah. <laughs> the, the whole battle thing is just, yeah. it's, it's very out of character for them both. I like the, the Ryan crushing up the aspirin and the pudding. Right. Yes. That kind of was a nice, a nice little, you know, he just kind of caved. Yeah. He yeah. kind of caved and he's just like, all right, let's just make Michael feel better. Yeah. And, you know, that was kind of him. He was kind of fighting him the whole episode, refusing to go in when he was eating his string cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear the crash and. By the way, a lot of that was actually improv yeah, too. Yep. And and actually basically caused Toby to break. Uh, yep. um, uh, sorry, what's his name? What's Toby's Paul, name? Paul Lieberstein. Paul Lieberstein. Yeah. Another writer, another great writer yeah. who never Toby's. wanted to be in the show. But uh but yeah, Paul like actually broke 
during the scene when Michael's in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and falls off the toilet. <laughs> well, because it was the improvised part was like the well the crash and then he's like, oh, get Ryan, tell him bring it. You have to clean me up a little <laughs> you bit. Have to, you have to clean me up a little <laughs> bit. That's what made him. But yeah, you can see it in the episode. He, oh, he turns yeah. he turns his head. Yeah, and yeah, no, he was breaking and fucking phenomenal. He only grilled your foot. Yeah, <laughs> like fighting the laughter the whole time. Michael, Michael, when he's in the conference room with the couch, and he's fucking just slapping the blinds with the crutch as he's yelling, <laughs> "Ryan!" is <laughs> hysterical. Oh, dude, it's, it's. I I like to think. Um, I like to think that if he had if he had gone to the hospital instead and yeah. like, what if they just got a nice solid work day work day, they day of so work much done, done. <laughs> yeah, like rather absolutely. than like him doing, doing that and just interrupting everyone's day. Like what would have been accomplished at this point? I mean, maybe we'd have another office office Olympics or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like where, where and why the butter? I have never <laughs> in my life ever heard butter is good for burns. Yeah. Has, have you guys ever heard that? Is that a no, thing? Is that, never, is that a thing? Is it an East Coast thing I, or I something? I've got your crock. I've got your crock. <laughs> that was also an improv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need her to put butter on my foot. Yeah. No. And then there's a deleted scene or as part of the script of uh, it was supposed to be a follow up when she says no, Meredith volunteers to, to put butter on his foot. Oh, God. And he goes, ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, "No, Michael, I have very gentle hands." And it's like, not you, not you, <laughs> anybody but you. Yeah. Well, there's there's always been some sort of weirdness between Meredith and Michael. Yep. I mean, they with with the obvious of the flashing that happens in a Christmas party, but then there's also um, when Michael's basically just desperate for a girlfriend and he asks he asks uh who does he ask he's like jim do he you goes, think would you have sex with Meredith? <laughs> you think she'd keep, keep, keep it quiet okay all right, all right. Leave i got a, I got a question all this right, is gonna me. be a, a just a spiral off into another another theory love it okay how many people in the office do you think that meredith has banged Oh, Who do you man. think? And it's never talked about, like, except for that one guy that he made, she made the deal with, you know, yeah. that like well, didn't, and- didn't work there anymore. But, but who do you think, if you could think of somebody who works in the office, who do you think Meredith banged? And ever? for for sure, it was who who else is? Somebody asks her at one point. They're like, "How come you and I never?" She's like, "We did." Creed. Creed. It was, it That's Creed. Right. That's yeah. what I thought. I knew Creed. Um, Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna throw one out. I think okay. it's an obvious one. Todd Packer. Todd Packer. Oh yeah. Sure. So I think that they definitely hooked up. Great point. Yep. So yeah. Creed, Todd Packer, Stanley Anybody? potentially. Stanley's Tan- Stanley Stan- likes his affairs. Yeah, he does, yeah. and he doesn't necessarily have real discerning taste, from what I understand either. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a I, <laughs> not, not that no I mean no. No his, shade thrown to Kate Flanagan or yeah. <laughs> There's a vastly difference between his wife that you meet at the Dundies and then yeah. his mistress you Terry, meet at the wedding. Yeah. Like yeah, they're Cynthia. very different shape sizes. Yes, <laughs> Cynthia. It's, it's yeah. Cynthia. I only remember because she's a nurse and my wife is Cynthia yeah. and a nurse. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look anything alike though. No, they don't. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw this one at you just to kind of cap that. Uh, I think Toby. I was going to say Toby. Toby? I think Toby. Yeah. Has... I think while he was going through his divorce, yeah. Toby and Meredith totally hooked up. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think so. Uh, I, I, there was even there was even the... Because the, she was more than confident to walk back there to him at one point and say, do you ever remember anything between you and me? A pact we made? Yeah. Something yeah. sexual? Yeah. And it's just like... No, <laughs> like okay, yeah. and, and like, I think he had regret. Yeah, exactly. After, after the bang, and yeah, it was think, uh, he was going through one of his dark places, you know, and and I think I totally think it here's and here's another one I have. Okay, okay. the only person Meredith said no to, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> I think that Kevin tried, <laughs> and Meredith turned it down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Eminem breath. Eminem yeah. breath. <laughs> Chocolate breath. <laughs> this is where I keep my M and M. I think. <laughs> I think maybe on an episode like Happy Hour, if she yeah, was out yeah, drinking, yeah. maybe maybe Kevo would have a shot at it. Yeah. But I think uh, he tried to put one 
put the moves on in the office, and I think I think she said they're, no. They're both at Poor Richards a lot. They are both I mean, at Poor Richards true. a lot. So you know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe they have done it. Maybe she saw have. she saw him playing the drums, and she was like, Yeah. I mean, <sighs> she's yeah. got a sweet spot for please cover bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What else you guys got on this one? Uh, How are you guys feeling on this? Oh, it was man. good. It was written by Minnie yeah. Kaling. It was okay. the highest rated episode ever aired, like up to date. Up like, to date. Uh, up the to injury that date. So it took out the Dundies. It took out Booze Cruise. Okay. Nice. And so I think a lot of that probably was due to the fact that Booze Cruise was the episode before, and that was a huge Jim and Pam story. Yeah. And that kind of like everyone came in and probably hot and heavy, ready for some Jim and Pam action, and it's just sure. not talked about at all. So yeah. Totally skipped for a whole episode. Okay. So, but it was the highest rated up to that point. So beat everything in season one and, and the other 11 episodes in season two. Yeah. Okay. So Minnie Kaling, she's a great, great she, writer. I mean, she's she obviously got some chops in there uh, for, for all of her writing. I mean, I mean, when we dive into her, like when, like the credits that she has for the writing and like producing and all that on this show, it'll be insane. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, she has, she has she a did. break in that episode, the injury. Yeah. She's like kind of known, you know, everyone oh, knows yeah. that Mindy's the, the, the breaker. actor that broke the most and <laughs> yeah. Oscar is the actor that broke the least. Okay. So those are the the two ends of the spectrum and and Mindy broke during the conference room scene with with Billy. Wow. And and you can see it yeah. just clear as day. And so did Pam. Pam, um, I think Jenna, even Jenna even, Fisher, yeah, yeah, she broke and they kept it in. Yeah, like, even Rain Wilson kind of did a yeah. little bit. He kind of smiled a little bit. Yeah. Anytime you see somebody with their head down and their face in their hands yep. in a conference room meeting, they broke. They are yeah. breaking, yeah. They did, for sure. It, yep. it cracks me up that Mindy Kaling is the one who breaks all the time because she writes so many of the episodes. Yeah. It's like, you know the jokes. Yeah. You know, you know what's coming. What's coming. Well, you wrote this joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You wrote this joke for this Jeez. person. It's probably like some excitement of seeing it get delivered so perfectly, yeah, maybe, I'm or sure some, something is. like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, Steve Carell. Oh, God. Yeah. Piece, it would be impossible. Absolutely. But yeah. but yeah, Steve once said that the person that made him br- break the most was Paul Lieberstein. It oh, was Toby. Really? Toby. Oh, really? Toby made Michael break the oh, most. Oh, they, they. His dry delivery on oh. everything is hysterical. The mm-hmm. the episode where Michael goes to kick Toby out of the meeting after Toby said something, and he's already getting up and walking out, and he's yeah. like, "Get out!" I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. There's a there's a deleted scene of when oh. like uh, they're talking about him and him and Toby are going back and forth in the bullpen basically, and. Steve Carell is imitating him and being like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and Paul walks by and he just can't hold it together. He just can't hold it. He's like, oh, God, yeah, I know. No, that's fine. No, I'll just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do a blooper episode, but there is so yeah, many. So There's so uh, many. I mean, that that is that would be that's going to be my Maybe my favorite episode yeah. we ever do is going to be Absolutely. the blooper episode. But quote fest, but yeah. Yeah, it's going to be quote <laughs> For fest, sure. Yeah. I, all these episodes are probably going to be quote fest. Yeah, and, sure. And yeah. you know, listeners, pardon us wrong if we get them a little bit wrong. Oh, yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. Fun. Don't, do yeah. not pardon us. You light us the fuck up <laughs> <Yeah>. online. <laughs> I thrive under a lack of accountability, uh, but oh. <laughs> I think I'd be fine. I yeah. think I'd be fine. Yeah, they're sitting, they're sitting here listening like... Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> why, why are what you gives you the right, the right? <laughs> <laughs> about us doing this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're going to eventually have like a P.O. box where people can send stuff. We're just going to get a rock wrapped with a post and <laughs> suck on this. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was my first uh, office yes, exper- yes, yes. You know, experience. Okay. So back at 15. So now I've been an office super fan for over half my life. Right over half my life. Um. Well, my my first introduction to the office was uh, was an episode um, that was in the first season, um, and uh, I got shown this by my my oldest brother Ray. Um, I went to his apartment. We'd go and hang out. We're just hanging out and chilling. He's like, "You have to watch this." He tried to show me show me some of the UK Office before. Thought it was very dry, and then like I, I kind of couldn't get into it at that age. I don't know how old I was even. I had to have been like, oh man, maybe fifteen, sixteen. Sure. Um, and he pops in a DVD of the US Office, and it's season one. And he pops in the episode basketball, basketball, basketball. <laughs> 
And this might have been I I couldn't I couldn't I can't explain to you how funny I thought it was, the dry comedy of it. But there are so many little moments in this, not knowing who these people are, and just trying to trying to gather little pieces as you're going along when you first see an episode of The Office. Um, basically, in basketball, um, it starts out Michael walks on in, and. He, uh, he starts looking around and calling people out and holding up a gym bag. He's like, hey, guys. He's like, Ryan, Ryan, you ready? You ready? And Jim, ready? Stanley? And then Dwight shouts back to him and holds up his bag, and he's, he just ignores Dwight. <laughs> and so he starts talking about how he's like, so there's an off, there's a, a basketball hoop down in the warehouse now, and I... I go down there and I'm shooting a couple. I'm sinking a couple, you know, swish, swish, swish. <laughs> and uh, their jaws just hit the floor. Just African-Americans. But That's that season <laughs> one, Michael like, Cringe. Oh, you're like, you're like, you're like, it's hard to watch. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, come on. <laughs> it's really hard to watch. Yeah, and And he's sure. like... But anyway, so we're going to do a friendly pickup game. And, yeah. and the whole episode is based around preparing and then eventually playing this pickup pick up basketball game against the warehouse team downstairs in, in the warehouse. And uh, it, the, the stuff that just kind of goes through this, the little, the little uh, tidbits, basically we see Michael, he's, he's under the radar racist. He is... He's just anti-woman. Yep. He is just, yeah. he, he just, it's so bad, man. Like It's like, so we're picking teens. Stanley, of course. Yeah, of course. Stanley. Well, why, of course. Yeah, it's tough. Yikes. It's tough to, big yikes on uh, on Michael and the basketball. I love that episode, though. That Hysterical. is probably, that and I guess Diversity Day are probably my two favorite season one episodes. Yeah. And both of them are like peak Michael Cringe. cringe like yeah. just big cringe. Oh, yeah absolutely uh, and that was uh greg daniels episode oh is it and that was uh he directed that episode and not only was that his like directorial debut for the office but that was the first time he directed anything oh wow and so it was big and um obviously everyone knows greg daniels is the showrunner and yeah. you know the creator and what you know the father of the office and my my hero yeah for, <laughs> for that <laughs> and before that you know he worked on the simpsons and he he created king of the hill and so yeah. he's got He's credentials. Got, yeah, he's got credentials. I mean, the, yeah, the guy's got a, a laundry list, uh, I'm sure, of just what he's done and, and how big of a swing and dick he is. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know yeah. it, it's like it really is one of those things. Uh, this or this episode is you, you get uh, a lot of like the Jim and Pam flirting yep. uh, going on. You can definitely see there's some chemistry there. Um, you know, you've, you've got. Ryan is definitely still the temp at this point, uh, which is great. The some great Dwight moments uh, of him. Let's talk about the the, the face guard. <laughs> the face guard Dwight was wearing. Oh and and his it's anime, never brought up. Hentai shirt. And, yeah, and his like, anime yikes. shirt. It is never talked about <laughs> that face guard. Like, does he have a deviated septum or something exactly. that he's trying to protect? Or right. I just. I, <laughs> <laughs> just love it and it's just it's never brought up it's never so, it's never addressed you're yeah, it's, right it's because dwight has a has a very small nose oh <laughs> yeah he, address, he addresses that portion at least later in the show he can still smell he just has to get a lot closer than most people, most yeah. people. <laughs> i just uh, one of my favorite lines that came out of this uh is is extremely subtle and and ryan is carrying the ball he's dribbling down the court and Dwight steals it and Ryan's just like same team Dwight this <laughs> <laughs> is like 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 I I think I I say that out of context at least like once a week same team in, Dwight in my life same, same team, team Dwight team. like <laughs> I I literally said that playing Call of Duty today I was killed by a teammate in a game, and I got on the mic and went same team guy <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man that's the episode that uh pam uh so jenna fisher and angela kinsley became best friends too they talk about that um, oh really on their podcast that that was like the that was the episode okay that they sat down and because they sit next to each other on the bench during the game right i want to know well, and, what do you guys think about obviously this is a very big jim pam you know type episode early sure. on and who do you think pam was rooting for warehouse or the office now um, she's got her feet in the office as someone who works in the office yeah. and i think at this point she's already kind of got a thing for jim a little bit mm -hmm. but her fiance works in the warehouse right 
And I just want to, what do you guys think? Who do you think she was rooting for? I think she was secret, secretly rooting for Jim. Yeah. That, because, because 100%. we didn't address yet. There were things at stake for this. It was whoever won the game did not have to come in and work Saturday. Which also, by and the so, way, doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. Why the fuck would the warehouse be in doing stuff that the office would be doing or, or vice versa? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, it, they're two separate areas. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like, you guys are going to come in and do what? Lo- load trucks, but we're not doing deliveries. And yeah. Like stacking off stuff. And then, yeah. or you guys are going to come in and do our job on that. It doesn't make any sense. There's, there's, there's yeah. no like, sense to be made. It was it. so, yeah, that's, yeah. And Craig Robinson, that was his first episode. Well, technically it was his second episode, but it was the first episode that he spoke in. Right. Was right. basketball and you meet Daryl, you know, the warehouse and everyone, I think in the first four episodes, they kind of assume that, uh, that Pam's fiance, um, Roy is the, yeah, is the foreman. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, sure. Roy's the foreman, but no, you meet, you meet, um, Daryl, Daryl's the foreman and right. Mr. Robinson, Mr. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. <laughs> also some his, his racism Phil, then. than that. Yeah. <laughs> then there's, then there's Phil, then Reg, then Regis, then Reg, yeah. then Mr. Mr. Raj. Raj. Yeah, his transitive property of going from this to that to that to that is so good. Oh, it's, it's, like his delivery of just this deadpan annoyed like. like just, I don't know why he calls me this. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see how it is. Raj, everyone. Then Roger. Can't Mr. With Michael. Mitta Rogers. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, the 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 Regis Philman thing that was a nod um, to Greg Daniels' uh, father-in-law. Oh, really? Who is Regis Philman? No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I did. Not oh my know god, that. I had no idea <laughs> yeah. about no, that. No, I had no idea. Oh, geez. So it's either his or his. Maybe it's not his father-in-law. It's his. It's his father-in-law's dad. So yeah, yeah. So his okay. his wife's dad is JJ Philman, Regis's son. So, oh Jesus! I knew they were related somehow. Just took that's why that's quite the line of 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 relations there. Yeah. So it's probably a nod to the to the film and family. There. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, another fun Easter egg in that episode when uh, uh, Roy throws that elbow with Jim behind him. He really did catch John Krasinski square in the fucking mouth. Oh, that. really? Yeah. They had yeah. to shut down filming because he was bleeding so bad. Oh, my yeah. God. He, he really did. And the, the take they kept in is the one where he actually connects and catches him in the mouth. <laughs> he was he was just leaning too far in or the guy who plays Roy threw the elbow too far back or yeah. something. But, okay. yeah, he caught him square in the mouth with that elbow. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man, that's that's rough. Yeah, but that's just like, you know, one of those things that – I think they thrived on stuff like that and improv and everything else to make it seem real, which is they're trying to make it feel like a documentary and like yeah. the shit like that would happen in a documentary, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, they did have to cut it short because he was bleeding so much on the floor and they thought it was a little bit too gruesome, wasn't what they're going for. Yeah, so they, sure. yeah. they cut it short. And then Michael, when he threw up that wild basket. Yeah. So <laughs> I watched that. I watched that scene a million times. Okay. Yeah. And he makes the basket. Like when yeah. he throws it up, like he, he nails it, he hits it, he makes it yeah. and they play it off like he missed it. And I like stopped it. I rewind it. I'm watching it. Rewind. Like we're still on tape here. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I hit, I hit the 30 second back scroll on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. He fucking makes it. He really? <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> so they play it off like he missed it. Like he missed it. Well, I love the granny shot. I love yeah. the granny shot. Like, uh, free throw the that free he throw takes. yeah yeah that is another one that you're just like he, he takes up like 40 seconds of, <laughs> yeah. of video of this episode just prepping for this like he's just like okay the he stupid, sets the ball like, down and he granny shots it like the backspin toss he does to try and bounce the back yeah. ball back to himself <laughs> that's like way short yeah yeah so like oh man it's so good it's <laughs> so funny they don't ever mention the basketball hoop again until it's like the episode michael's leaving when he's yeah. when he's doing the shots see you, you later know? warehouse yeah. yeah yeah see you on the flippity flip <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, go ahead no was gonna, oh, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say a big theory of this then since we did talk about it a little bit big theory what if they had come in on saturday to work late and they continued to do that instead of not doing that do you think scranton would have been the one that was they tried to downsize no 
No, I think no. I think either way they would have been downsized. Yeah, I think Michael was right. Like, like you think no matter what what they would have done, they, they was, Scranton was going under because yeah. I think the problem was Michael. Yeah, <laughs> okay. From I mean, GM's he was, perspective, I think your problem was Michael. When you compare the two from an objective standpoint, Josh and Stanford versus yeah. Michael, and you look at their efficiency and you look at the profitability of the two, you look at the general work culture in the two offices, like, yeah, it was always going to be screened. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, they say in one of the earlier, you know, early on, Jan says it, that he's bottom two. Like, he's the second That's worst right. branch. And yeah. then he becomes the most profitable only once they absorb Stanford. Once they absorb top Stanford. Top 80%. Yeah, yeah. Top 80%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael is serious. <laughs> and, you know, someone who, you know, just thinking about it, obviously they're top dog now because they just doubled their volume and didn't yeah. increase their yeah, exactly. you know really didn't increase any expenses right and so it's like yeah duh obviously now that they're but it would have worked either way but i think it comes down to what nick said is it was them deciding who's going to be a future person in the company michael or josh and obviously josh was the answer right yeah so, so no i don't think it i'm still stuck on the what was the warehouse going to do on Saturday, if they had to come in and work, like, loading, loading, like cleaning, pre order <laughs> or like whatever orders were like for next week or something. I'm, I'm or... going to tell you right now, I'd take any of them over Kevin in accounting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already got to see yeah. how worthless even Jim is in the warehouse on the episode. Yeah. They have to go down when the warehouse wins the lottery. Yeah. And they have oh, to go down right. and try to load trucks and see, they get the fork, <laughs> forklift stuck in, stuck in the wall. And, and <laughs> senior they, load they're doing steam. the senior load. Okay, we wrapping up. <laughs> no, no. Show me, Jim. Show me, Jim. <laughs> no. Well, speak, I mean, speaking of Kevin and accounting, so Brian Baumgartner at the end of the episode, when they're doing like your end credits or whatever, and he is just draining yep. threes right. one after another, that really was like continuous yeah. take Brian Baumgartner draining threes like he I forget what they said on office ladies but he hit something like 12 of them in I think a it was row. 18 it oh was my wild God. yeah yeah he is very athletic I mean he's he's, he's obviously a big guy or whatever and I love Brian and his his podcast is great too but he uh he is like really athletic he's like a huge golfer oh yeah. really yeah okay and golf guy well I love that guy. he would that then they incorporated him into the golfing yeah. episode yeah like when he's yeah. going out to meet AC Skins Barkies Barkies Aces like what are we talking about what are we talking I'm gonna take this petty cash that Angela gave me and turn, turn it into next, next month's, month's rent. rent. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love it. Oh man, that's great. Um, and you know what? Final things about that is like he basically he Michael denied everybody who wanted to be a part of it. He he absolutely made it a competition. Michael's management style, talking about that again, is like he's not including the people who want to be in it. He's right. making it a comp, a, 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 an unfriendly competition. He wants to win really bad. I think this was his plan all along was to try to coerce the the warehouse into playing. He thinks he's got Stanley as a secret weapon in his back pocket. <laughs> that's his ace in the hole. Yeah, that's his yeah. ace in the hole. And he's like, he we didn't even talk about win. Stanley's dribbling. <laughs> David Baker just. Yeah. With the fucking hunched over one hand. No, it's the one hand out behind yeah, yeah. that does it for me. <laughs> Those the, the the absolute dead focus on that yeah. ball when he's trying. What? You gotta be kidding me. What? Yeah. yeah. Steve Carell's delivery of that. What? <laughs> oh god. So fucking good. He denies. He denies Kevin. He yep. denies Phyllis. Is like. Yep. It's like. Oh, that's worth worse than you playing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just because like, we need you as an alternate. Like yeah. he is. Yeah. He is so terrible to everyone. Yep. In in this first season, like he is. He is the worst. And like the big part of it was like going into season two. He he basically asked to kind of rewrite the character yeah. because he was like. We have to add some humanity to this person if we're That's going what to they continue they, yep. to Everybody's do the show. Hate him. Yeah. yeah, and the one thing that they had to do with him um, that they did not have to do with the UK one because it's kind of like Americans would not have been okay with him just always being bad at everything and not like right because he'd be like he'd be fired this is america like if someone was that bad that's why they made him good at sales yeah so they they gave that to him as his like redeeming quality his you know and then they slowly give him his humanity back right yeah 
Very cool. So, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty solid as far as a first episode there, friendos. Yeah. Uh, uh, make sure if you are continuing to listen to the podcast that you are still rating and reviewing us on uh, whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. You got that five stars, smash that five stars. Make sure you're writing a review. And while you write your review, make sure you are leaving us your fan theory, guys. So next week, we're going to be talking about season one, Michael as a whole, what made him great, what made him terrible, and what are our favorite yeah. moments, yeah. our least yeah. favorite Ooh. moments. <laughs> a lot, lot of, of least, lot of least lot favorite of moments. A lot of those. <laughs> I see uh, a lot of diversity day in our future. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I am so sorry, Mr. Brown. <laughs> how, is it, how is it that we're, like, everyone says they never get away with any, like, doing The Office now, and here we are trying to do a podcast of it in 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this could end before it begins. So, well, we'll try. Because we understand. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So, next uh, week, we're going to be talking uh, season one, Michael. All so, things. favorite moments. So, so if you have any theories about season one, Michael, yeah. make sure you email it to the email again. That's Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com yep. and we can break down your theories and your opinions and your what ifs yep, if totally. you want. All right, guys. So make sure if you uh, want to find us anywhere on that social media, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Scotch Splenda. That's just at Scotch Splenda. No and, no ampersand, at Scotch Splenda. And if you'd rather email us for your fan theories, uh, make sure you shoot it on over to Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on any social media platforms, you can find me, BJ, at I am the Beach. That's Beach, B E E J, on Instagram and TikTok. Nick, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, just about everywhere at Nick Morella. That's N I C K M E R U L L A. You'll find that on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. On Instagram, you can find me at at Morella Nick, uh, M-E-R-U-L-L-A-N-I-C-K, because that bastard Nick Morella in New Jersey who follows me on Twitter took that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me just about anywhere on social media, guys. A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. It's AJ Vens. Anywhere on social media, just plug it in and find me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much again for joining us for Scotch and Splenda. Uh, I guess until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.